Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Trophy of Grace podcast. My name is Twyla Ellis, certified life coach with emphasis on positive psychology. I want to thank you again for listening to this podcast, Trophy of Grace. Our focus is to help as many people as possible learn that there's more to life than you know. The name Trophy of Grace derived from a book I wrote from a lot of life experiences filled with trauma, abuse, shame, bondage, and so much more. If you would like to know more about the book, of course, it's on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, www.amazon.com and Barnes and Noble Nook, I believe that's at Walmart. Or if, if, if you're a victim of sexual abuse or sexual trauma, don't hesitate to reach out to me and schedule an appointment on my website, twilightellis.net. Twilightellis.net, uh, and I can, you know, just work toward helping you receive some, uh, achieve some of those individual goals. Amen. Thank you, thank you, everyone. Let me say that again for your faithfulness to my listeners that constantly listen. I would like also to thank Rhonda Lawson, my co-host, for being there. Hey, girl. Hey, hey, Twyla. <laughs> This is our 13th podcast. Let's Yay. welcome our special guest, my friend, my sister, my lovely, 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 beautiful lady friend, my sister, like I said, I can't say that enough, uh, David Jackson Hill. This is my friend, y'all. Hi, hey, Jada. everybody. Hey, hey, hey. I'm so glad to be here. Hey, Twyla. Hey, Hi. Hey, Jada. I just want to start by asking you just to share a little bit about yourself, Jada. Mm-hmm. Your story. Um, absolutely. So I have to start from the beginning. Um, I'm originally born and raised in the San Francisco Bay Area. So um, still all my family members are um, mostly still in California and um, didn't grow up um, in a happy home, unfortunately. Um, it took me a long time to talk about that. Lots of pain there growing up in uh, domestic violence. So um, experienced just a lot of uh, trauma, a lot of abandonment issues, um, a lot of attachment issues. And so if I can just cut like right to the core and um, probably experienced way too much trauma before the age of 10. So um, a lot of that carried over um, just into my life, uh, living in pretty uh, severe poverty, like um, a lot of young black children who grow up in a single parent home, unfortunately. Um, but somewhere along the way, my mom, you know, she uh, got me into modeling when I was 12 years old. Uh, yeah. She took me uh, to the city in San Francisco and I started modeling at the age of 12 to Barbizon to be exact. She took both uh, my sister and I, and I just started to understand a little bit more about um, life, about um, what it meant to have a job or what it meant to be able to uh, provide for oneself. One thing that I always said that I would never be poor, and that just was something because, um, you know, we just had a really, really tough life, my mom, myself, and my sister, so... Yeah, that's kind of where it started. And then I ended up um, modeling throughout my teens and then my 20s and uh, signed a contract with 
um, Ebony and traveled the world and yeah. did a lot of things. But one thing that always, I had this deep hole in my heart. And that deep hole in my heart was there was always something missing. And so um, I would certainly say at that time, um, I attributed it to not having that relationship with my dad. And that opened me up to very unhealthy relationships, yeah. opened me up to um, just experiencing some stuff I didn't want to, want to experience. Um, and then I got into psychology. So I'm going to stop there. That is the quick and dirty. <laughs> now you can ask me questions, Twyla, if you want to dive into it. But that was just like a, a quick sweep overview. And I did not start with where I am today. So. And, you, and well, this is this is a question because it, I know it's going to correlate with why I, why I even got into psychology. We're currently in psychology and studying life coaching from and mental health and all this stuff. I want you to explain why you got into psychology. What made you what made you want to be a psychologist or mental illness counselor? Mm -hmm. Well, actually, um, the I am a licensed mental health counselor and a licensed mental health counselor in the state of Florida and a licensed professional counselor in the state of Texas. So I have a double license in two different states. And um, I'm also a national certified counselor. So a lot going on there, but just, you know, a lot of school and a lot of yes. uh, working very hard to get those licensures. Um, but I will say that it was my time traveling as a model. You know, I started off um, with, you know, Ebony Fashion Fair is the, was at the time the largest traveling couture fashion show. Yeah. And for those who do not know, um, you know, these were the days when we were really like, you know, kind of in our heyday and doing just the yeah. most. And it was so much fun. Like if I could go back and redo it, I'm like, man, if I knew then what I know now, I could have enjoyed it a little bit more, but um, I did have a good time. And, you know, we yeah. traveled to 180 cities uh, wow. worldwide that, um, obviously, almost all of the United States, there were a few that we didn't go to, but then also uh, Canada and um, the Bahamas and, you know, St. Thomas and just all over the place. Um, and then I had the pleasure, like I said, of traveling to uh, Rome and uh, to Paris and, um, you know, doing uh, photo shoots and just the whole thing, you know, and, and so to answer your question, how did I get into psychology? I just remember, first of all, having my own issues. Let's start there. Because I'm not going to talk about nobody else if I can't talk about myself. But I came across the most beautiful women in the world. And when I say I got a chance to model with some beautiful women when I was in Rome, um, when I was in Paris, when here in the United States, just beautiful women that just did not love themselves, did not understand the concept that I came to understand 
later on. And that is that the only way to have peace and contentment is through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And when I personally had that um, encounter and my own revelation of that, I thought, okay, I, this is what I have to share. Like I have to, because I personally did not always have peace. Grew up in the church and I was serving the God that my mother told me about, not yeah. the God that I knew for myself. Nice. So um, I decided that I was going to shift my major from communication to psychology because I was like, I'm having church services in my hotel rooms. I'm yeah. giving advice. People coming to me with their problems. I need to get paid for this. <laughs> <laughs> so they just started doing that? They just, they just took to you like that? Yeah. Wow. I mean, it, it's always been. Even my friends now, they'll tell me. They'll say, yeah, but I remember going to Jada's room. Like, And mm -hmm. my best friend, um, we shared she was my roommate on tour and that was like 22 years ago. And she tells me to this day, she said, there was just always this peace and this calm about you. And she told me a story when we were in the hotel room and she asked me, Jada, what are you doing? And I was standing at the window or something and I was looking out the window and it was just a beautiful, um, scenery I, I and I don't even remember what it was but I remember saying what she told me I said and mm -hmm. and I said um I'm looking at the sun mm -hmm. and she said okay she says why are you moving and she says and I told her I said because the sun follows me in whatever direction I go and it reminds me of the sun the s-o-n and I know mm -hmm. that he's with me wherever I go. And she told me that story like mm -hmm. 20 years later. And I was like, you remembered that? And she was like, yeah. So it was just interesting. But um, uh, I believe it's a gift. Yeah. I, yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Of course. That's why I said they were just, yeah, that was, that's your gift. And that's what God ordained thing. And it seemed like you just followed it. Mm -hmm. And you just pursued it. And that, that goes to show that no matter where you are, what you've been through, what you what you what you trying to do, what your plan is, a man can plan his ways, but in the end, right, God. So that, that's a prime example of Absolutely. that. Yeah, had it been you know up to me, I went to school for broadcast journalism, mm -hmm. and that was what I was going to do. And I did my internship in um, hmm. Emerson in Boston. Okay. I was at Channel 5, and yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm where I'm supposed to be. I'm in Boston. I'm at a great school. I was just excited about it. Yeah. And I said, I, I don't like this. Like, it was, it, there was no peace. There was no, I didn't feel, I was like, nobody's helping anybody. It's like, mm -hmm. there's this kind of manipulation of getting people to say things and do and reporting the new and I was like no this is too much chaos for me yeah. but it just wasn't for me it really really wasn't but I had to uh, finish my communication degree and I did that and that's when I decided to um, pursue psychology wow interesting interesting I love that I just so much I've heard so much when you were talking I can't even ask, ask all of it but <laughs> Um, 
I just love, I just love your story. I, I've heard it more than once and I just love it every time it inspires me and it just blesses me every time, every single time I hear it. And I just pray and I know that it will do the same for anybody listening. <laughs> and I want to go to this, this part in your, in uh, the, you did a blog, you have your website, you did a book, tell the name of that book again, or you did a, a, wrote a book that I really like. What's the name of the book again? Be beautiful, the threefold process to becoming you. And spell it out so that if anybody listening want to go get it. B B E dash dash Y O U dash T I F U L. That's out of the book. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I need to put it, I'm gonna have hopefully my producer can put it in the we're gonna have it on the channel afterwards. Mm-hmm. And you know, you can download that for free. Just uh, go to you know you you know in my website. Go to the website, which is mm-hmm. jadajackson.com. Mm-hmm. I like this book. Can I read part of it? They really just it says why you would just. I'm skipped to when you told a story. Your story just a minute ago. You said that in the blog, and then you say why is this part of my story so important, and why did I begin here? You said, I started with domestic violence and uh, molestation because after countless failed relationships and a failed 10-year marriage, I concluded I am the problem. That was a big pill to swallow when, that, when it hit me like that. And that's why when, you, when I read that, I said, wow. And a lot of people are feeling that. And that's a big pill to swallow, even though you're feeling it, you don't want to accept it. I can speak for me. Because I heard that too, I'm the problem. And you said in the, in the post, but before I take responsibility, I like the way you worded it, for my part in the failed relationship, I must say that I do not and will not condone certain behaviors that consist of physical abuse, emotional abuse, sexual abuse, mental abuse, sexual identity, confusion, manipulation, womanizing, roving eyes, immaturity, and just being downright cruel. <laughs> Did I say that? Did I say all that? <laughs> Yeah, I'm doing like this. That's right. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. No, because yes. you know, it's, it's like from a psychological standpoint, it's like you and, and everybody. For people who don't know, Jayla is like a mentor to me as well too. But from a psychological standpoint, that's like you, your. You're giving all of the bad stuff a name and not negating that all is bad and mm-hmm. not trying to make it seem like all the responsibility is on me to just heal. Cause I felt that before mm-hmm. coming to me right now. I have felt like, okay, at, at church, not, not where I go now, but at church, like, okay, I'll let happen to you, but move on. And you gotta, you have, you got, you know, running all down on spirit. But I like the way you wrote this. All, you, you validated the pain and how vile it is. And mm-hmm. to say, hey, I'm not negating all the filth and the bad stuff that happened, but still, let's really back in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The responsibility, ultimately, mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, you said, is me. Yeah. I have to look at myself. I have trust issues. And then you ran down some of the all or nothing thinking, black and white thinking. I like that too. Mm-hmm. You remember that part? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and I've said all that. You always, you never. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, those are black and white thinking. You, for example, you always say negative things to me. You never remember my birthday. Every time I call, you never answer. Honestly, mm -hmm. that is that is so true. Lord help me. You having a moment, Twyla? Yeah, <laughs> I, I really am. You just bless me, and I'm just hoping it blesses everybody that's watching. That just really blessed me. But if you just give some give some more nuggets like that yeah. good nuggets like that well let me address what you said i wasn't sure how much you were going to read but i will say that when it comes to us living our called and purpose purposeful life living a life of meaning um living a passionate life um can't nobody hinder us from that except us mm -hmm. now we can let people distract us we can let people um, manipulate us off of our course. Um, but at the end of the day, the Lord's still going to circle us back around and we're going to have to get on the right path again. So, um, you know, I am my worst enemy and I have to take responsibility for me. And so the caveat to that is I can't do nothing about what other people do. They have to work out their own salvation. And whatever, that's why I ran down all of those things. I've been in all of those situations and I was just like stuck in victimization. We can't be a victim forever. Yeah, people do stuff to us. Yes, we enter into places where um, we were done dirty or we were done wrong or somebody said something that we didn't like or somebody manipulated us out of something we wanted and you know all of those things but they can't do anything to us unless we let them so if i didn't work on my own stuff if i didn't allow god to uh, show me clarity and give me wisdom the bible said if you lack wisdom ask mm. well if i wasn't wise enough to see you coming when you came for me mm. then whose fault is that that's not your fault. That's me. What, where did I miss the boat? And I believe that when we start taking personal and individual responsibilities for ourselves, we won't be in that victimhood and we won't be blaming people and pointing the finger at people and saying what that person did to me. It doesn't matter because God still reigns. So what does God want for you in your life? You can't go to God and say, well, you know what? The reason I didn't do X, Y, Z is because that person did this to me. And the children of Israel was, uh, it was what, 40 days? <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the children of Israel. You better preach, Jada Jackson Hill. I, I just I got back on the video to say that. <laughs> okay, goodbye. <laughs> Rhonda's so silly. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, but that's our responsibility. And I believe in personal and individual responsibility. And don't get me talking about, you know, some other areas. Stop saying why we can't do stuff mm -hmm. and start saying, right. Lord, where am I standing in the way of having what you want me to have, of being who you want me to be? of using me to right. bless others. Right. You're, I'm in my own way. 
I'm not going to blame. I love to blame my ex-husband for some stuff, <laughs> you know, but I, I, that's, I can't do that. I have my own part in it. And the sooner we start taking our part in it, the sooner the Lord can uh, raise us up to be who he called us to be. Exactly. Because that's ultimately the, the purpose and the plan. That's, ultimate, that's the ultimate goal. Because mm -hmm. deep down when we, I, I mean, I've heard it so much, when I, especially when I did prison ministry for over 10 years, I heard every, it was consistent. Every woman wanted to know, Right. Why I can't be where I need to be? What's wrong with me? Why I can't find? Why am I feeling like this? Because they didn't know that who they were. They mm -hmm. didn't know what their identity. And they didn't know they they didn't they hadn't received the love of God to to fill that empty void in their heart. You know, so it all comes back to the Lord, just like Ecclesiastics. Ecclesiastics. I've had this. I've had that. I've had this. And I told you one time. I said, "You you can use that parallel." Mm -hmm. it, it, he said, "I had this and that. I was this. And I was up. I was that." And it all came down. Yeah. So. And you know what? I will say this um, to Twyla because I don't say this from a place of um, what I think people, quote, should do, or I was able to do something, so you should be able to do it. But what, mm -hmm. what I can honestly say, and I mean from the, the core of my being, I grew up so poor, so lacking in the hood. I mean, I clean up well, but the truth is, and I say this because I don't want anybody to get it twisted in that you look at me and you can't see where God brought me from. That's one thing that I'm really starting to recognize that because of what God has done for me, yeah. people see it as me. And I, and I have to say, wait a second, wait a second. Let me give, let me give you a point of reference. Yes. Because the point of reference is I did grow up in government funded housing in the projects. That is my, those are my roots. Yeah. I grew up in one of the uh, most violent cities in mm. America. And at the end of the day, I've seen it all. I've seen the drug use. I, I've seen the domestic violence and the abuse. I've seen the mistreatment of women, I've, um, the sexual abuse, this, the molestation and the ill um, misuse of little girls in families, especially in Black families. And when I think about that, those are all traumas we have to get over. But that was my life. Yeah, right. And I, had, and I had a choice. I went to the same school that many of my friends went to. But somewhere along the line, the Lord saw fit to give me an opportunity to be exposed to things that other little Black kids were not exposed to. So it just opened up my understanding that there's a bigger world outside of 
we lived in Rodeo, California, a little, and it was right next to the refinery because you know that's where they built the projects next to the refinery. So what God has done for me in my life has been miraculous. Yeah. And I don't, I don't ever want to think that I'm more than what I am. I don't want, and I don't want other people to think that I think I'm something because the truth is I am what God created me to be, but I came from nothing. Right. Thank you. Thank you for just being so transparent in, in that area like that. And I know you, you are, I know you are transparent period, but just thank you for, you know, letting the audience even see that because you're right. <clears throat> Insecurity in, in yourself will cause you to look at somebody and make a false assumption. Uh, you know, and see you know, people. I just, <laughs> I just thought of you, Twyla, when you said, you know what I'm talking about, huh? <laughs> yeah, I did it. I'm not, yeah, I did. I was insecure. I was. When I first saw Jada years ago, I did say, I did say, it. I said, I don't want to I'm not going to her class. I'm not, her. Mm. she thinks she all that. I don't, I, mm. I'm not going to, I don't want to. And then we came, became like this. <laughs> and I, t- I said, that was a deliverance. I had a, uh, that day I was delivered from that thought, from that foolishness because mm. that showed me how wrong and how demonic that thought was mm. because you are more beautiful in the, on the inside than what people see on the outside. You are, you are a jewel to, to me. I am, <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but I'm, I'm serious. Yeah. And I just thank God for that. I just thank God for all the divine appointments and, and I just want to, encourage somebody, I want to say this right quick too, just encourage anybody listening because this video will be out probably when me and you gone to be home be with the Lord. Somebody will get this video and I just pray if they're looking at it that to know that if we can do it because God is no respect to a person. You just have to want it. And sometimes it's even, I Personally, I can't even remember times like like yourself coming from such poverty and vileness and that demonology thinking and that poverty thinking. I didn't even know what I wanted, but God's grace and mercy carried me. Right. Because as a child, we had no, we had nothing to do with the things, the thought patterns that were destructive passed down to us. Right. So. Right. Right. I thank God for that. He he's no respecter of person. You can he'll do the same thing for you. <laughs> I do agree. Love that. I do agree. Um, I'm having a moment. I just have to meditate on that. <laughs> I don't have a lot of questions. I just kind of want to go with the flow and just kind of just give, give, you know, let this be an intimate conversation between you and I, but is there anything else that you would like to sh- in closing the share? Because like I said, I'm not going to hold you long. I don't, I want you to come back whenever. <laughs> let them, and you, 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 uh, your pod, you're going to start a pod, you have a podcast and start, have one as well. Mm-hmm. What's the name of it? 
uh, chat with me. And actually, um, I have to give you the, the backstory of how it came to that. You know, I had mental health chat with Dr. Jada. Oh. And so that podcast started way back at the beginning of this year. So I have a lot of um, episodes of that. But one of the things that um, my team, we talked about was that when you say mental health, it's just a complete turn off for people. And so I was like, but that's what I know. Like, I, I want to talk about mental health. Like, and they're like, but if you have mental health in, you know, the actual title, don't know if that'll work out so well. So we, you know, our team got together and, and um, I said, okay, so let's go back to the drawing board. So instead of mental health chat with Dr. Jada, it's a chat with me, Dr. Jada, Dr. Jada podcast. So, um, and we're going to be talking about people, um, life and perspective. So life, um, you know, obviously just the things that we go through on a daily basis, um, how we interface with our profession and the things that we do every day. And then people will look at uh, relationships and uh, hot topics and celebrities and entertainment and all of that. And then perspective, we'll look at um, religion, uh, mm. psychology, sociology, yeah. uh, philosophy, all of those things. So I still get to slip that psychology in there <laughs> a little bit. So I get to talk about the things. But it, hopefully it's a more well-rounded approach to the yeah. things that I like to do other than just talking about mental health. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know it's going to be exciting. I can't, I'm excited to see it and be a part do whatever I can to be a part of it as well. Well, yeah, you can do something. I need to get um, some listeners and some viewers. So <laughs> yeah. So if I can get uh, people to at least download the link, you already downloaded the link. I saw you. Um, of course. Card. Yeah. So if you could share that link, that would be nice. I'd Good morning, Dr. That. Jade. I'm on there for you. Okay. Goodbye. Okay. Awesome. I appreciate that. Rhonda's on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> that would be helpful. So as if you can just get the word out and then I get to have you on my podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. That works. That will work. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. I am excited. Well, in closing, I'm not gonna hold you much longer. I just I'm so excited that you came. I want to thank you so much. Rhonda, did you have anything to that that jumped off to pay uh the video you wanted to expound on the aha moment or anything? No. Twilight, do you really want to ask me that question? I was going to say, of course you No, I had about, you know, Jada doesn't have enough time. She, okay. she just has an appointment, you know, Can to you? get to, right? So I'm going to say no. <laughs> I'm going to say no. But I did want to just show my face and say, yes, I have a lot of questions. You know, but maybe we can talk about it later. So you guys go right on ahead. <laughs> At least one question, Wanda. At least one. At least one. How did you get through, how did you get from being in what you were in, in, in that space, that negative space, that poverty, because um, I've been there also. My mother was blind. She had multiple sclerosis. My daddy died when I was seven. So there was no 
yeah. um, one really there to kind of guide. And it was just filled with a lot of stuff. And yeah. there was no one there to teach me what I was going through, how to come out from under it, you know, or anything like that. So I was curious, how did you get from being in that space? And I say it mm-hmm. that way lightly to moving over emotionally and mentally, you know, physically, because mm-hmm. your, your body does, there's a physiological mm-hmm. aspect of this as well, you know, because yeah. I was sick a lot, right? You, yeah. But you don't know that when you're going through that at the time. Mm-hmm. How did you get from that space to where you are today? And then not mm-hmm. like you're somewhere today, but you're not there. You're, you're, yeah. you're not drowning in sorrows or right. negativity, but I would love to know that. Yeah, so I always try. Thanks, Rhonda, for your deep question. I knew it was you're I welcome. Need- question so i i would certainly say i'm gonna give like the first answer my spiritual answer which is the lord i had an encounter and i actually wrote that in my book in beautiful i did i had an encounter and i said this um and i when i was writing it i was sobbing writing about it because i can remember um, laying on the floor in the hotel room where I was just crying so bad and just crying out to the Lord and asking him to help me because I felt so alone. I felt so abandoned. I felt I didn't have connection the way I needed and I didn't know what to do. It's like, I wanted something, I just couldn't figure out how to get from point A to point B. And I always used relationships as a stepping stone to get to wherever I was going, but I didn't really have a roadmap for that. You said a mouthful, but keep going. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, so um, I had an encounter and the Lord, and that was when I became, it became me and the Lord walking together versus me following my mom while she follows Christ. You know, it was like, oh, so you do love me. You love me. Like you call me sunshine, right? You love me. That's an inside joke, but inside story, backstory to that. But you love me. And I am not a castaway. I am not the bottom of somebody's shoe. I am not the child that my dad left or thrown away or cast aside or started a new family and never talked to me again. And I had to chase him down just to talk to me. And then I saw that pattern happening with men. I would chase men who would treat me just like my, that I felt my dad was treating me. But when I think about how the Lord rushed in and said, okay, and I write this in my book too, I talk about um, recognizing that God really is my father. And the relationship that I had with my biological father really tainted my understanding and connection to the father. And that was the barrier that I had to get through. And I went to to therapy. I had a really bad relationship, went to therapy and started working on me. And that's when I had that um, encounter. And I had to look again, I just, again, I go back to looking at myself, but I had severe, 
severe attachment issues and I had severe abandonment issues, which is why my relationships never worked. And when I came to understand that God fills that void, I was like, oh, you don't want me? <laughs> and I was going to peace. Like, I don't have, like, but I also have to find that sweet spot because um, I can be very hard at the same time. Mm. Mm -hmm. So the Lord had to work with me on that because I can cut people off very easily and not even think twice about it. So that is an area I had to work on. And so now there's all of these intricate areas of who I am as a woman that I have to find that space as a Proverbs 31 woman and stay grounded in that space, knowing that God is my father. And that's how I was able to, to make that shift. Because had you met me about 10 years ago, mm -hmm. you wouldn't have liked me. Yeah, me either. It's okay though. It's all, yeah. it's all good. It's all, thank the Lord for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> me either. Yeah. I wish we had more time because I would love you to um, describe to the listening audience what does abandonment issues look like? What does attachment issues look like? Because I know there are some out there that's listening, and once you start describing it, they're going to say, oh, that's me you know oh my gosh that's me i wish we had more time for that but yeah. i know i can get really quickly okay really really quickly so when we're talking about attachment issues we have attachment styles there are, there's anxious attachment style there's avoidant attachment style and then there's secure attachment style and then you can be anxious avoidant attachment style i personally am an anxious avoidant attachment person. Um, obviously, an anxious person would be, don't leave me, don't leave me. I have to be around you all the time. Stay with me because that's how I know that you love me. Where are you going? No, I want to go with you. Please don't leave me. That is an anxious person where they can't not be around a person or whoever they're attached to. An avoidant person is, I don't trust you, so I'm gonna make sure that I like you, I wanna be around you, but I've been hurt so much that I'm gonna put up a barrier and I'm gonna avoid, mm -hmm. and no, you're not gonna get close to me, so you only get the wall. Mm -hmm. um, a secure attachment style obviously would be a healthy attachment, mm -hmm. whereas there is that healthy uh, dynamic in the relationship of I know who I am, you know who you are, and therefore we can coexist without mm -hmm. any of this um, yes. interpersonal conflict and struggle. That's attachment. Abandonment issues, just what it says. Uh, mm -hmm. Most of the time, uh, babies or uh, children who have abandoned or in some way they have been left like again my dad left us when we were when i was very um small and so i always had that feeling of are you going to leave me yeah are you going to abandon me so mm -hmm. that's it in a nutshell that's because the that also crosses over into the attachment style because once you feel the abandonment, you go to the what avoidant style or, or the anxious. anxious style. Yeah, it cre it triggers the, yep. those behavior patterns, right? Correct. Yeah, that's so that's so good. Twilight, it's, it's six eighteen. <laughs> I'm kidding. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much, uh, 
Dr. Jayla, thank you for your time and thank you for your transparency. And thank you for just, you know, giving us and the listening audience something to really, uh, to, to chew on. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but this concludes the 13th podcast with Trophy of Grace. And if you are listening and you have any questions that you would like to have answered, please feel free to reach out to me. And if you have questions about Jayla, I email me at twilight106 at gmail.com and I can send her the questions or you can get the information out the link below and reach out to uh, Dr. J yourself. We will be back next week with my co-host Rhonda Lawson. Hey. I want to thank you so much for listening and remember there is more to life than you know. And don't forget to subscribe. Bye. <laughs> Oh, <laughs>